Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to talk about the Batman. Oh, yes. He is the knight. He I is love the, that guy. He is the yeah. knight. He's dark as the knight. That's right, man. But he, he'll he, also light, he'll light up the night with your no. love. Whoa, you're really mixing genres there. <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. I love the Batman. I, you know, I'm a big comic book fan, as you know, and I'm a big animated superhero fan. So I'm, I'm a big fan of the Batman. Batman the Animated Series, I used to watch. I love that. Batman Beyond. Batman freaking uh, in the old... Uh, Batman freaking. Uh, Hall of, uh, the, 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 the Legion of the Superheroes. The uh, Super Friends used to watch those. The old Batman's from like the '60s. I watched those. I watched all the incarnations of Batman, all the movies. Seen it all, but but Batman. Ask me anything. But Batman is not your favorite superhero. Oh God, no, 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 absolutely not. That, that's the West Coast Avengers, right? Well, that's not a that's not a hero. That's a team of heroes. Mm. But I'm an Avengers guy. Yeah. And 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 and, and I'm not some opposer that just hopped on the bandwagon. I've got Avengers comics coming out the Yin Yang boat. If I may dust that one off again, I've got uh, I've got a full run of Avengers after 100, all the way up to the second to the third volume, and I've got about 60 issues under 100. So yeah, but yeah. But all that said, I do like the Batman. Uh, the Batman comics are all over the map. Uh, if you look at the history of them, if you look at his old stuff, I remember old Hat Chad lent me a, a book of Superman tales. And there's Batman ones similar where these goofy tales where baby Superman's drinking from a cow's udders that he picked up, crap like that. Batman did the same kind of crap. Batman did a bunch of goofy stuff in the 60s that I don't really uh, enjoy that much. But the, I like the Batman. So now you, you're not a big violence guy. So what's your opinion on the man, the Batman? Batman is my favorite superhero. Really? And I'll tell I'm, you. I didn't know you had one. And I'll tell you why. I'm not going to tell you why right now. Um, okay. But I, I'm going to I'm going to include it in my thoughts in the game. Mm-hmm. So, but um, but the chat is saying that Wonder Man is actually your favorite superhero. Is Wonder Man sort of the Mister Wrestling two of the comic book world? I see that old B Sturgeon said that. Let me tell you something. Uh, I do. I don't know if he's being smarty or not, but I do love Wonder Man. <laughs> I actually love now. Listen, we're going to get inside baseball on, on comics here for a minute, but Wonder Man's this weird guy. He was a bad guy. He turned a good guy in the early Avengers, okay? But one thing that Wonder Man did was wear a bunch of stupid outfits. I mean, the stupider, the better. Like, this is the 60s and the early 70s. You have to go out of your way to look dumb, and he did it. He looked real dumb, and that's what made him fun. And they paired him up with Beast, and they were quite a, a they were quite a duo. It, Beast uh, is one of the uh, Fantastic Four. Right? X Men. X Men. X Men. But at the time, he was in the Avengers. Uh, the uh, but Wonder Man, I do enjoy. I really, if I had to narrow down my favorite superheroes, I do love the animated series Batman a lot. But I've always been a big Ant Man fan, uh, Hank Pym, and I've always been a big Hawkeye fan, Clint Barton. I like both of them a lot. So if I had to narrow down my favorites, it'd be probably one of those two. But Batman's in the top five. I like him a lot. So he, he's really good. But Wonder Man's also great. I do like him. Mm, mm. That's an interesting choice that would just come up like that. Yeah, he says he's joking. I'm dead serious. Oh, that's Hat Chad. I should have known it was him. Smart guy. Yeah, he knows me pretty good. Let's talk about Batman, the caped crusader, Aaron. You know, I've got to tell you, Boatster, it's funny that this thing comes up. Because I have seen this Batman box cover about a million times 
when I'm doing research and stuff, I mean, it's super popular cup box art. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that because it's awesome. Right. It's great. You know? It's obviously done by the, you know, straight out of the comics. I'm sure this is off of, a, off of an issue uh, of the comics or a cover, or they certainly had a, an artist. I didn't look to see who did the cover. I probably should have. Uh, but it's an awesome cover of Batman wailing on the Penguin, and the Joker's on, like, some cards in the background laughing. It just looks like you're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the Batman. Uh, so uh, Batman Cape Crusader, published by Irby Software S.A., uh, in 1988 and developed by Special FX Software. You know it's good because it's special, but mm-hmm. they were responsible. Now listen to this lineup, but I love the, you got your you got to do Red Heat, you got to do Hudson Hawk, all of our favorites in there. Midnight Resistance, which we covered on here, and Toki, which we actually I think we did the Mega version. Is Red Toki. is Red Heat like Red Dawn? The Red Heat that uh, uh, was a. Uh, uh, Russian guy, Dolph Lundgren, I think was in that, or it might have been, I can't remember if it was Dolph Lundgren, I think it was uh, in that one, uh, And but it's another one of those, you know, sloppy action like movies. Like commando type thing? This is like you got a Russian cop that comes to America, I think is the premise of it. Okay. You know, and, you, and, and of course in Russia, they they raise them tough over there, so this it's guy not, doesn't screw around. So it's not like a Yakov Smirnoff type comedy. No, it's not. Okay. That would change the dynamic of Red Heat entirely. That would be great. Arnold. That was Arnold's birthday. So uh, I've never seen it, but I know of it because it's one of these games that you see. It's like one of these loser movie licenses that got mm-hmm. made. Um, this was put out, again, by Special FX Software. So who were behind this thing? Well, you got your, you got Jonathan Smith. This guy specialized. He he was a specialist in this genre. His uh, Amongst his uh, games, Cobra, that's a, that's a Sylvester Stallone schlocky action movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Daily Thompson Super Test. You know you love Daily, but I do love Daily. Firefly, Green Beret, Hyper Sports, and then the ever popular. We got to do it one day. Street Hawk. I can't wait to get what that is, one. What is the movie where Stallone is firing the gun in one hand and he's got it like up in his arm like that? And he's going yeah. All of them. Oh, okay. That's all of them, though. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, a work on this game, Charles Davies. He worked on uh, Red Heat, of course, Hudson Hawk, Midnight Resistance, and he worked on Cabal and Guts with a Z back when that was a popular thing. You got Karen Davies, I'd wager that's a uh, wife and uh, husband gimmick. She worked. Uh, she was involved in Enigma Force and, the, and another game we got to cover, Boat, the Frankie Goes to Hollywood yeah, game. Yeah, I really want to play that. <laughs> I know. And lastly, uh, Keith Tinman was involved. Again, Cable, uh, Firefly, Guts, Hudson Hawk, Midnight Resistance. So these guys worked on a lot of the same games. They were like, they were, you know, they were, this was the stable of, of uh, programmers, artists that worked on a bunch of games. Uh, this got released, Boat, on the Amiga. Did you know the Amiga had a port of this? I did not. I, I, I looked at several versions of this game, but I didn't look at the Amiga version. Uh, uh, the Amstrad, the Apple II, uh, the... Uh, uh, Atari ST, the C64, and DOS. I should have tried this on DOS. I didn't think about that. Uh, this is a 48K specy game, one player, and you've got your usual control uh, apparatus there, the Kemp's and the pro- re- redefinable keys, whole nine yards. The original price on this boat, a, a very low-costing 9 pound and 95p, a good deal, good bargain there. You know, I, man, where were these 10-buck games back in the day? I could, I would have I loved to have had some of these. So... What do you do in this game? Well, you're the Batman. Duh. Yeah, you are. Uh, and, 
and you're going to go and solve one of two cases here. You get two cases on this one, Boat. It's a two-for-one deal. It is a two-for-one deal. Uh, and so uh, this this game uh, is a very interesting... This is not what I expected, Boat. I'll be honest. Yeah. This was so far not what I expected. So it starts off with Batman in the Batcave. Now... Right out of the gate, I knew this was going to be wacky because the first thing, when you get down to the bottom of the rope, Batman comes rolling down the pole or whatever. Yeah, he does. And laying in the floor is the, is, a, is a floppy disk. And when you pick it up, it's labeled the bat disk. I knew right there, I'm like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be, and you have to put it in the computer. And it's a, it's a, it's a game disk, apparently, because it says something about playing games. This is a weird game that, uh, before we get into the graphical and the style of it, just the game itself, this is a strange game. It's a combination action game and, like, puzzle game. Yeah, right? that's it's exactly Bat what it is. It's, a, yeah. it's an action puzzler. That's right. And Batman, and this is the, like, if you had to define that genre, bam, this is it. Because there's action and there's puzzle. Uh, you are the Batman. You go around and you collect items, all right? And then when you need said item, you use it uh, to do what you need to do. That's, and then, and along the way, there are bad guys come out and try to screw with, with you. That's the game. Um, Batman has some moves. He's got a, a flying kick. Uh, he's got a punch. And then if you go get it, he can have a batarang. I'm assuming you went and got the batarang. Mm -hmm. oh, I like got the batarang right away. Batarang, Peter. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Batman, it, this game is a 2D game. But Batman can sort of operate in like a third, actually it's a third dimension. He can turn towards the scenery or he can turn towards you. Yeah. And when he turns towards you, he's either going through a door that's towards you or he's going to his inventory screen. Or he's and just it, looking at you. Or he, or he just stands there like a jerk. <laughs> uh, and the inventory screen, that's where the magic happens. That's where you can use stuff. Or it's where you can uh, change what he's, what, you know, what he's got in his hands. Uh, and it's and you can have a uh, there's a, a, a lot of stuff you can pick up in this game in there, boat. Well, uh, I mean, this game ton. is this game follows in the grand tradition of uh, Spectrum games, where there are millions of things essential for your quest lying about on the floor in plain view. Everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> stuff's everywhere. Now, you start off uh, again. We mentioned this as two games. You've got a penguin adventure and you've got a Joker adventure. Okay. Um, which that right there, you're for ten pounds, you're getting two fairly fleshed out games. Yeah. Now they're they're fifteen minute game, you know, give or take. But well, you still get two games. It depends, depends on, on how, how you are. Yeah. If you're not suck, I, I got. Uh, did you beat either game? I should ask. No. Okay, I got very close to finishing off the penguin. I got very close. Uh, but the the this game is funny. Of course, Batman has uh, statistics. You know, you were talking, uh, if you watched the Amigas this week, Bo was talking about not being, there weren't enough statistics in there for uh, his taste. There's statistics in this at the yin-yang boat. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got all that bar, all these bar charts. A lot of bar, yeah, bar action. Each track, I was never sure because uh, this is yet another game that doesn't actually give you any text. It gives you, I mean, it doesn't well, give you any help. It's it not completely true. Like, when you pick up an item, it tells you what the item is. That's 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 as The far only as you way, get. if you can't remember what the item is, you have to drop the item, then pick the item back up to remember what it is. And I did that quite a bit. Yeah. So. Okay, let's start, talk about, let's talk about, can I, can I describe this a little bit for the people it. listening? I know it's I'm, killing you. Go. Okay. So, imagine that you've stepped inside the pages of a living comic book. 
okay? Yes. This game is presented in a series of panels that overlay on top each other. Uh, whenever Batman goes into a new room, that panel is overlaid on top the panels that have come before it. Yes. Um, it's presented, you know, it's, it's a, uh, other than that, it's a typical side-scrolling uh, affair. However, that's a big deal. That is a, it's a huge deal. It's a huge and deal. There are very, very few games that have done this. What I read was that this is the only game that has done this uh, apart from a game called Comic Zone. Uh, that, have you played Comic Zone? No. I have. And I was going to mention this game. Uh, when I started this game and that happened, I was like blown away. Once again, two weeks in a row, the Spectre blew me away because I did not expect this sort of polish. And this whole panel thing, it sounds like a gimmick, and it is, but it's a heck of a gimmick. Yeah. They really do a great job making this. Listen, you've got plenty of flip screen games on the Spectre, tons of them, right? But not with this kind of panache. Right. This is some programming prowess to put these panels. Plus, you've. It, it's and, a programming you know, prowess to put the. You're right out of Adam West Batman, man. Join us for the programming prowess to put these listen, panels in the next episode. Gotta, <laughs> hey, listen, that's exactly right. And at the top. It'll often have a little like quote, just like in a just like in a comic book, yeah. you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, or whatever. That's the that was awesome. It's the it bomb awesome. diggity, yo. And now, Comic Zone is a great game. I'm so, I can't believe you have not played this on the on the Sega Genesis. I know it's a Genesis game, Mega yeah. Drive, uh, because this game blew everybody away because it's the same thing. So the difference in that one is you actually your character moves from panel to panel like manually like he'll swing across one panel to another mm -hmm. you know or he'll hang off the top of a panel but i mean it's very similar it's that game is way harder than this one but this game ha does the panel thing great that was a huge that makes the game all right otherwise if this game had just been a standard game where you play just goes flip screen yeah it's no big it's no great shakes the panel gimmick that works that works great okay so we could get put that to bed panel good plus think about what you're doing here the spectrum is not a powerhouse you know it is and it's not this thing what you're getting is a condensed screen it takes about a third of the screen that's perfect that's you don't have a lot to animate you've got an excuse to have all this empty space around it and it works it, not only is it a brilliant programming feat, but it's very clever. Mm -hmm. Someone had the brains. These guys had the brains to pull this off. So that I love. I thought the inventory screen was confusing and goofy, but getting to it and using it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. You know, not too bad. I'll use it with a joystick. You got to think with one joystick and one button, oh, okay, I got to build in a freaking inventory screen with about 20 things in it. Not easy, Boat. Yeah, and Bam, this is... It's the, a done deal. It basically, it turns your joystick into a mouse uh, where you yeah, can go it, in. It, it's very good. It's very good. It works. Good. Yeah. It works, man. Now, did you play this on the actual Spectrum? I, didn't, I don't have a Spectrum. I didn't play this one on the Spectrum this week. I was fully convinced that the, uh, the 48K Spectrum could pump this out. I was... This thing, like I said, it looks... Listen, we... We all know what the Spectrum's color palette is. It's not that it's it can be not that good, and this isn't a colorful game. But graphically, this is a, a quite a, an attractive game. If you look, color clash aside, they've got nice backgrounds. And you can tell what everything is. Mm -hmm. Now, you, the one thing you can't do is tell what the items are. A lot of yeah. times you pick these items up, you don't know what. The Most of the items are. look like a leg of chicken to me. That's <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> but you know you. You learn. Yeah. This is one of those trial and error uh, type things. Uh, but so let's talk. So we like the graphics. We like the gimmick. All right. We like that. Uh, the sound. 
I'll just put it this way. When, when you get hurt, there's this alarm that goes off. And when I had left the room and it was going off, my son <laughs> screamed at me, Dad, Dad, something's wrong with your computer. It's so funny. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I accidentally left this game running after yeah. I was done playing it and it restarted itself somehow. And I heard this sound. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on with my computer? Like I was checking all my windows and so I thought it was something in the browser. And it was yeah. this game. Yeah, the the yes. alarm is somewhat disconcerting. Yeah, when you're in deep trouble, the alarm starts going off. Not good. Listen, we've played a lot of Spectrum games. We played uh, we played something a couple weeks ago that when I, the music came on, my kids just clutched that his was my head. <laughs> and he said, no, yeah, that's what it was. He said, turn it off. Turn that off. It was killing him. So uh, in the immortal words of the magazines, the Spectrum game sound is as you would expect. And it this game lives up, lives up to the hype of that but everything else looks good and what did you think graphically aside from the obvious gimmick did you did you like the way it looked i was in love with the game the, the way this this game looked and i'll tell in you love? i okay. i i've looked at all the ports except for the amiga port i looked at the amstrad port and i looked at the um the um the c64 port the c64 yeah. port is easily the worst looking it, it looks like somebody threw up all over the screen and then batman walked out of it um, the park man. Yeah, it is <laughs> is the dirt worst. The yeah. Amstrad port is okay, except Batman is all one color, and I and it it's it, he's not well defined. Um, the uh, the the thing that I like, I like my Batman gray and black. First of That's all, so what? He, yeah, yeah. He, so he, he, the palette the palette's ready to go. Right, and here's the thing. Batman. I, I agree with you, by the way, on that. Batman creeps around in the nighttime. Okay, that's true. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of colors in the nighttime. I there's a lot so. of gray. There's a lot of blue, and there's a lot of black. I see colors that are perfectly suited for the spectrum. So I've, what you're saying is the spectrum is it? This isn't a. They didn't go down on the colors. This is how it would look at night. And this the game looks, it perfectly. This game renders Gotham City in a more realistic way than any of the other ports. <laughs> there you go. This is it. This is the one that the. Uh, I, I, Graphically, it looks, it looks it's more than passable. Let's put it that way. Batman looks good. Batman's got some moves. The battering helps. Let's talk about... Oh, I also want to mention, this as we're looking at it here, the transition between scenes is, is right out of the old show. It's... With the big yep. Batman symbol coming. Mm-hmm. So, I will say, that amused me. Now, let's talk about the stuff we don't like, Boat. I'll start that show... The combat in this game is is annoying. Number one, Batman can't beat nobody. The, the the bad guys in this are just an annoying afterthought. They come out on the screen to damage you. That's all they do. They mm-hmm. don't capture you. They don't kill you until you've taken a ton of damage. They literally are just like automaton. They just throw out the screen, occasionally shoot their gun, and Batman, all Batman can do is sort of annoy them enough to where they leave the screen. That's right. all he can do. That's a fail. I want Batman to crush these guys. Well, these are flunkies. You got to think about it, okay? And remember, this oh, is yeah. this is old Batman. This isn't your new Christopher Nolan like uh, like weird whisper Batman. Batman doesn't doesn't. This is like '60s, '70s Batman, where Batman doesn't kill people, okay? Batman just sort of like slightly scares and harasses people until they run away. So it's pretty it's pretty canon in terms of the comics. Clearly, you've not read a lot of old Batman. No. Where Batman would whip out a gun that, and shoot guys. you, you got to remember, that's dead. 40s Batman. 40s and 50s Batman, he did that sort of thing. After the code, it was a different ball game. 
Wait, what Bat might to come out and smite them? Listen, listen, Bat, when you tell me Batman when can't Batman can't turned into the scrub. zebra, that was my like this this this. I think that the combat's horrible. First of all, it is. It's it. This is it's yeah. not a strong point of the game. However, no. I don't think that like the the guys the bad guys running away is necessarily like a bad thing for Batman. Because what does Batman do? He strikes terror in the hearts of the cowardly. No, you're wrong, and I'll tell you why. I pumped like 37 batarangs in these Listen, suckers. They're... These suckers are no-selling batarangs. <laughs> these guys, batarangs cut suckers in, t in twain, dude. That's no good. They, clearly, whoever, when they program this for the bad guys, they just put out bad guys and with some like minor, very minor instructions. Go out and shoot occasionally, and then if you get hit enough, you run away. That's no good. You're Batman. You want to crush guys. That's no, that was a fail. And the thing is, it's, it makes no sense. Just have them disappear or something well, when see, he hits them two or three I don't like times. that. I like the fact that they run away. Because think about real life. You know, bad guys don't just disappear. They get scared. They run away. Batman, real guys don't take 47 batarang shots. These guys that have batarang stick out of like porcupines. Listen, I'll be telling you something. When you hit a guy 30 times the batarang and he keeps coming, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> These henchmen should be running okay, the game. Okay, you got a point there. If they could take yeah. that many, don't give me that. <laughs> you know, as well as I do, the combat is is no good. And this is a Batman game. When you botch the combat, what the hell well, are you that, thinking? That brings me to my next point, and that, that brings me to the point of why this is my favorite Batman game of all time. Because you hate violence. No. Because uh. Batman. What is Batman? <laughs> Right. What no, is no. What is like? What is his main? What is his main uh, job description in classic Batman? No. Where? What? Where did Batman debut? DC. Comics? And what does DC stand for? Detective. Batman Comics? is a detective. That is his number okay. one job. The, all the crime, all the busting people's chops and stuff like that, that's secondary to what Batman's real job. Batman's real job is collecting the clues, gathering the evidence, formulating a solution, and bringing the bad guys to justice. He's just like Angela Lansbury in Murder, She Wrote. Okay? So, don't oh. give me... Okay? Oh. So, Where's Hat Chad? Go call an ambulance for that that's, line. You're comparing him to Murder, She Wrote girl, that tubby old listen, broad? Let me tell you something. Batman's not going to let these geeks come in and beat his butt. Are you kidding me? Listen. No good. This game is great because it captures the essence of the Batman. Okay? Batman, boiled down to his very core, is someone who collects... He goes out under cover of darkness, dressed as a bat to intimidate those that might stop him, not kill them. And then he collects the evidence, he brings it back to the Batcave, and then he finds the answer, and he, he catches the bad guy. This game is fantastic. This, First of all, this, is, this guy's like you in the bat What? All right. Yeah, because you don't want to kill nobody or hurt him. You just want to kind of tiptoe by. That's not the way Batman operates. Can we agree that at least he could have, they could have fallen down? How about that? I'll accept that. If Batman just knocks them out, I would be okay, okay. with it. But, I mean, come on. I, the combat... It stinks. This I want to hear you say this combat yeah, it's stinks. it's no good. And I'll be it's satisfied. No it's no good. When they plan this part of the game, as this is as unclever as the panels are clever. So they kind of even out. So what are you left with? Well, He's got that kind of like spinal low kick thing from Killer Instinct. He does, which is not easy to get yeah. off. I mean, I, I can't I can't attest to what joysticks they had on the spectrum, but for my for my classic <laughs> Wicco, no good. Um, 
the, uh, the I, I was impressed by the depth of this game. And when I say that, I mean uh, Batman could go a lot of places, and there's tons and tons and tons of map places in mm-hmm. this game. For example, uh, on the uh, on the Penguin Adventure, uh, after you go up go up to the roof of this building, you go into this building after you get in, in there with the key, and this building's huge. You go into like thirty rooms, you know, and it, it's it's crazy big easy to get lost and when the game is easy to get lost in that's a lot of a lot of depth right. there uh so a surprising amount of depth in this game this isn't like those popeye games we played where there's like maybe 20 screens this thing's got 100 100 it's screens massive probably. and there were um yeah you know the the game didn't come with a map obviously but in magazine later magazines they did publish maps and uh, I have a feeling that those were widely used because the game is massive and you can this yeah. game does lend itself okay to being graphed out but um, it would it would yeah. take a lot of doing for sure. Well, and also the gravity. This would not be the easiest game to graph due to the way Batman moves in. Sometimes he'll move towards right. you. It's sometimes in three dimensions. Like, it's a, for, yeah, it's weird. It's, but it yeah. works. That part works. They got everything here right except for the actual combat. The combat blows. So if you're playing, there's also if you're looking for Batman to swing, if you want to drive the Batmobile. You could throw that. That's not going to happen. Batman didn't. You see the Batmobile, but you Batman didn't start swinging until the Adam West Batman when he did the Bat Tootsie. Are you kidding me? I don't mean that kind of swinging. By the way, did you notice that the Batman, uh, the Batmobile's license plate said Bat (laughs) on it? Yeah. Surely you noticed that boat. Because that, that that struck me, I was like, look at that. He got a he got he got he had a seventy-five bucks a year for that. What are you doing? I just wonder if does Batman actually pay for a license? Does he get inspected? <laughs> Can you imagine going down to DMV with the Batmobile? Maybe that. I mean, he's in Gotham. That's in the United That's States. True. If they're in, if they're like West Virginia, he's got a guy going over that car. Well, you know, these gun barrels are a little bit off. You know, and you got, you're leaking oil here out of the oil slick barrel. You got stuck in the back. Is this is this flaming engine up the code? And I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonda just nailed it. Is the emissions check? That's where the Batmobile screwed. You, oh yeah, we've got a huge jet engine strapped this Batmobile. I always wondered how that would help your car. You know, I guess because I mean, you've got a lot of speed. But have you ever seen those guys that strap an engine, a, a jet to their car in the yeah. desert, and they shoot that thing? You've got no control. No. It's a well, that's ship. why that, that's why you need do? that robotic arm to shoot out and grab the light pole to swing you around. <laughs> oh, and it, like it. And I, that's something else. That was in the uh, the that, that other Batman game where you could swing off these light poles. What do they think these light poles are anchoring the ground with? I've seen suckers just hit those things and they fall over. And the Batmobile, as heavy as that thing is, with a million tons of thrust, going 150 miles an hour down the street, they're going to use that to make a, a right turn? No, I don't think no. so, man. Anyway, you don't have to worry about that Batman, in this game. Because it, there is no Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe... How long, how long did it take you to realize you could climb that building in the first adventure? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I watched a couple playthroughs before I delved oh, in. Oh, boo! So. I played it and had no idea what mm. I was doing. And I looked all over the city. I'm like, wow, I can't get any further. And then I walked. I just happened to push the joystick in the right direction. He started climbing. I'm like, oh, now, let me see. tell you something. I feel like an idiot. There are a yeah. lot of people that would that would ask, yeah. how in the world did the Amigos review Batman the Cape Crusader before they reviewed Batman, Batman? Because what as... The, I don't know what that... As, do you, Batman, do you know Batman? about the other Batman game for the Spectrum? There are several other Batman. Yeah, yeah. I know there's another okay, one. Okay, well, the, the really yeah. famous one 
the is the isometric, isometric one. one. Let me tell you something. Yeah. That game is trash compared to this game. I've played them both. Oh. This game is way better. If you're only going to play one Batman game for the Spectrum, this is it by far. If you want some isometric Listen. nonsense, fire up Night Lore. Hold on a second. I'm not going to endorse that opinion, Boat, because we haven't played that yet. So you jumped the gun. And also, that game's got a real good mm. rep. And since you've got a real bad rep, I'm going to listen to the community and ignore okay. you. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't played that game enough. How many times have you fired the isometric? Listen, I once, Answer, I, zero I once saw it through a glass darkly. That's right. You you form an opinion at a drop of a hat. That's why we'll, we'll get to that game. Then you're going to have to pay the piper then, Boat. See, look, you already pissed off Frodo. He, he ain't taking that crap. Now, we mentioned there are two adventures in this game, uh, a penguin one and a joker one. Uh, you've got the Joker one's called a bird in the hand, and the uh, the or the the penguin one, the Joker one's called a fet, f e t e, worse than death. Uh, and at the, that one, you have to rescue Robin, who's tried is tied to this bridge. I like that man. I, I like the fact that they put two different villains in here. That's a very clever way to do business. Again, you're getting these two adventures for ten dollars. I think that's a heck of a bargain. Despite the fact that the combat stinks, I give this uh, a ringing endorsement vote. Um, well, you're not alone. And by that, I mean you are alone. Because we got some Discord reviews, Aaron. And what, they, they killed, killed this game. All right, Frodo NL writes, I tried playing this in the 80s and never really got it. When playing it again this week, I still had similar issues. I mostly found it confusing. For a puzzler, it seems too dependent on you dodging bullets, penguins, and rats. And while for an action game, it depends too much on map making and puzzling. Since I wondered if part of my confusion was possibly caused by the graphics, I decided to also play the Amiga version of the game. The way clearer graphics made the game quite a bit more playable, but it still doesn't click for me. All in all, not a game for me. Five out of ten. Oh, 50%? Duncan Styles writes, I have some very recent experience on this on the, on the CPC, which is slightly superior to the Specky version. The Spectrum has more colorful graphics, but the mono Batman sprite and color clash make it a bit of a mess. In-game music, Catwoman, and Penguin seem to be missing from the Spectrum too. I suppose it comes yep. down to 48K versus 64K. I can't think of any other game of the era that uses the comic panel layout, which is great. It's a neat way of keeping the action confined to a small area of the screen, which should help keep the game running smoothly. The pickup items could have used some descriptive text on your inventory screen. Some are not obvious. Mm. That's true. Combat is annoying and fiddly. Didn't love it on the CPC and wouldn't recommend it here either. Four out of ten. Wow, that's brutal. Paul, a.k.a. Hermski, writes, A Herm Firm, seven out of ten. <laughs> on first impressions, I was not too enthralled, finding all the screen flashing and pop-ups a bit too much for me. But once I got over realizing the game reviewed well in magazines, I gave it more time and found it to be an addictive little puzzler. Good soothing sound effects and nice graphics made the game more pleasurable. After a bit of time, I found it easy to get my head around the inventory, discovering what things did and when, what was all part of the adventure. However, I noticed something a little off-putting and odd about the face-fronting Batman sprite. Can I see a little something poking out? Surely not. Finally, Chris Folds writes... Yeah, wait a minute, do you know what he's talking I about? I have a feeling it's something... I, I didn't notice it, but now I'm going to have to go yeah. look. Yeah. That's no the good. plan. No good. Ermsky, what? Chris Folds <laughs> writes an addictive action puzzler that does take some effort to get into, but rewards you if you put the effort in. 
I was unfamiliar with the Spectrum version, and the lack of graphical fidelity does make you squint at times, and a few bits are missing compared to other versions, but if you were a true blue Spectrum owner and never played the others, this game delivers more than delivers. 7 out of 10. Thank you to all of our Discord reviews. If you are a Patreon supporter of our Sinclair, you can leave us a review too, and we'll read it on the air. What, what do you think, Bo? Where do you put this in your pantheon? Where do you score oh, this, this is, thing? We're not this, reviewers, but where do you put uh, this thing? Using my ARG system, I would give it a definitely what? above average grade. Yeah, we have a system? When did my, that start? My personal ARG system. When I, yeah. Oh, I see. So you, I, I give this a... I think it's... I think it's... Uh, the, the short, I'll tell you, the number one shortcoming, not having text on the inventory yep. screen is the right. worst. That's the worst. Combat number two. Here's the thing. I Here's can, the... I didn't know Catwoman was involved in any of these. So I was, and I didn't see Penguin like so. That you got that right. We they short changes Here, on that. Here's the thing: there games. are a ton of Batman games. There's a million of them. Okay, most of them are utter dreck. They're just the worst, the dirt worst. This is what? not one. You wouldn't agree with that? No, but Batman, he's never been a bad game. Okay, well, um, this game has you doing things that I feel like, in my mind, Batman would normally do. Okay, so like Batman's walking around. He's walking around at a realistic-looking Gotham City. He's encountering realistic-looking thugs. He's doing his Batman thing. Okay, he's not doing wacky stuff. He's not doing weird stuff. He's doing Batman. Okay, and the panels make it look like a comic book, which is great. Um, yeah, the combat is not awesome, but the strength of Batman to me has never been in combat. Like. The thing I love, the reason why Batman is my favorite superhero is that Batman doesn't have special powers. He didn't get bit by a radioactive spider. He doesn't have some weird metal poured into his veins. He's a normal dude, okay? And adhered to his bone structure. Well, and he does, um, and that's what makes him attractive to me because there's a million ways that you can go see really super strong guys beat up other dudes. That's like every superhero comic. Batman, he's a thinking man superhero, and this game involves a lot of thinking. Let me ask you one more question here, uh, Boatster. If this did not have the cool panel gimmick and was just a, a flip screen game, would it, would you uh, think less yes. of it a lot less? I, I don't know if I'd okay. think a lot less, but it definitely adds. But I mean, it's it's such an awesome concept. Every superhero game should have some sort of like comic. I'm not saying every superhero game should be like this, but I think it's sort of like the beginning of Marvel movies, you know, like the opening credits for Marvel movies. It shows just like a bunch of still, still screens as the Marvel thing zooms into view. You need to give a nod back to the comic book roots of superheroes for sure. I like that book. Very good. Well said, sir. All right, Aaron. We got some reviews this week on the old iTunes. Now, before we get into that, um, did you did this game review at all in the magazines of the day? I did. Speaking of reviews, boat, uh, the world of Spectrum, and what a world, gave this eight point oh nine. Ace gave this a, uh, a, a basically a ninety. Their grading scale out of a thousand. thousand yeah, weird. Weird. Crash gave this a ninety three. Uh, Sinclair user a ninety. The Games Machine seventy six. They killed it. Uh, your Sinclair gave us a 9 out of 10. And for those that care, uh, and it's worth it, I think, that although you don't get the box, just the tape, six bucks will get you this tape. This is what I think I'd hold out for, like, the Amiga, the ST version. Just go get the box. Yeah. 
which I, I was in the box looks awesome. That's worth that's worth the. Uh, I will bucks say that the, the box is slightly misleading because it's demis- you know Batman. Yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Bat- yeah, he's actually finishing someone off in combat. Right. That right there is misleading. <laughs> um. So, uh, we did get a couple reviews this week, Aaron. Uh, from oh wait, we actually we just got a couple couple messages from some new supporters, and I thought I'd share those with you. Oh boy, Our first okay. one comes from Jonah, aka Simulant. He says, I've just joined Clive's Club and wanted to support your great Specky show for some time now. Finally, it has happened. I've actually always been an Amstrad CPC fanboy and grew up with Amstrads and later moved on to Amigas. However, my first computer when I was seven years of age was the Rubber Key 48K Specky. So I will always have a great fondness for Spectrums and their awesome gameplay. I'm also now a proud Spectrum Next owner and hope you can feature this great new powerful computer in the future on the podcast. Anyway, I wanted to message you to encourage you to keep up the great work. I've listened to every show from week one, and I'm always excited for every installment. Thanks, and all the best. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Bo. Are you gonna have? Are you gonna uh, get you a Spectrum next? Oh, maybe, maybe on the next, maybe on the next run through. It is an attractive piece of Yeah, we weren't even kit. close to getting one yeah. of those. We're like, yeah. At the time when they, when this went on sale, we were like, "What's a Spectrum?" We had no idea. We had no idea. <laughs> I, I, for for a about... long time, the Spectrum Next, the Spectrum Vega, and the Coleco Chameleon were all the same in my mind. When's the when's the Archimedes next come oh, out? I'm yeah, on board. Man. Fire that up. And then we also got uh, another a new uh, patron that wrote us a little note. Lee Robertson writes, "Hi there, greetings from the UK. Love the Arson Claire podcast." I used to have a 48K Spectrum, then a 128K Specky between 82 and 89. I find it fascinating listening to two Americans talking about the games I used to play back when I was at school and hearing how some of your thoughts echo mine from back in the day. It's brought back lots of memories, and I've started playing the games all over again on my Spectacular emulator. Keep up the good work. So thank you, Lee. We appreciate we Thanks, appreciate man. the support. Um, yeah, man. And of course, we would be remiss if we didn't thank all the folks that have joined us live here in the chat you know we record our sinclair live every friday over at twitch.tv slash amigos retro gaming we want to thank retro gaming denmark frodo nl uh duncan styles picard 2010 pixels at dawn doing a great job modding rushi msx i know i'm saying your name wrong sorry uh, Edvin Helland is with us. Thank you guys so much, Frodo and L. Mitsuyama, for, for joining us for the old Our Sinclair Shoe. And uh, we also thank all of our Patreons. If you uh, are a supporter of Our Sinclair, you get access to our Discord server where we're chatting about the Specky and all kinds of things all day long. Uh, there's also awesome magnets you get around Christmas time, and uh, it's just a way for you to uh, say thanks, and we do appreciate all the fine folks that support our show, and we want to thank our special um, new Clive's Club member, Jonah, a.k.a. Simulant. In addition, all of our other supporters, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Mark Downey, Hermski, Andrew Waite, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo NL, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels of Dawn, Chris Folds, Paul Harrington, and Christopher Hassall. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron, next week we're going to play something pretty cool. Uh, this is actually... Oh. Uh, Allegedly. This is, uh, this is a, uh, from our, our newest Clive Club member. Oh yeah, we want to thank Chris Folds. For, uh, for picking this one for us, Clive's Club member. Uh, J- yeah, good choice. Jonah, boys. a.k.a. Simulant, has chosen... Uh, Say it. Werewolves of London. Werewolves of London. 
That's it's a, a game. game. Yes. <laughs> you got it. All right. I never had any idea there was yeah, a game. Yeah, man. That. It's based on the Warren Zevon song to the letter. It's not based on no, the film. Gosh, no. Who would base a movie or a game on that movie? That thing was awful. I like that movie. Are Wait, you wasn't kidding Jack me? Lemon in that? What? Who? Oh. oh. Jack yeah, Lemon? From the odd couple. What? No. Rick Mayall was in mm. it. I like him. But yeah, it's great. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that next week. It's not your cup of tea, I don't but... think so. It seems like werewolves yeah. do a lot of eating. Do werewolves eat people? You get that right, buddy. Yeah, they do. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That's a little little prep work I'm doing on next week's show. I'll keep that in my back pocket. 